calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey people, this is Aram. Before we get started this week, I wanted to give you an update on the God's Fall World Book. We have figured out what and how we want to print and are working with BackerKit to set up our final web store and distribution. When ready, our Kickstarter backers will be able to make final changes to their addresses and will have an option to upgrade their pledges. Once our original Kickstarter backers are taken care of, we'll be sending those who signed up at godsfall.com worldbook early access to the BackerKit store so that everyone who missed the Kickstarter can still have a chance to get a physical copy of the World Book. But we can only print so many books, so be sure to sign up today. Here's another preview from our most anticipated World Book chapter, the highest level divinity for the awakened God of the Sun. Supernova. Time. One action. Range. 200-foot radius centered on the god. Duration, instantaneous. By collapsing their vast divine forces upon themselves, the god of the sun is able to trigger a massive supernova. If the god survives the explosion, see maximized below, they must make a constitution save DC 16 or be rendered unconscious for one minute. In either event, the god takes on a level of exhaustion and loses access to their divinity until they take a long rest. When activated, the supernova has the following cataclysmic effects. Nuke. All creatures within 100 feet of the god of the sun must make a dexterity save versus the god's divinity score or take 20 die 6 damage and are permanently blinded. Those within another 100 feet take 5 die 6 damage and are not blinded. Incineration. All flammable material within 200 feet is set on fire. Lighter, more flammable objects such as cloth, paper, and candles are instantly obliterated. Shockwave. Those within 100 feet that survive the initial explosion must make a strength save versus the God of Sun's divinity score, or be blown 50 feet directly away from the God, taking an additional 5 die 6 damage. Characters who fail at this save are also permanently deafened. Maximized. If the God of the Sun chooses to empower this ability with their fusion divinity, they sacrifice themselves in doing so inflicting a hellish concophony of damage that is both maximized and doubled.
every single god has a terrifying roster of abilities and powers at their command, each of which is described in detail in the God's Fall World Book. For more information, including original art and previews of the World Book, check out godsfall.com worldbook. I cannot tell you all how proud and excited I am to share this World Book with all of you. I think it is the best thing I have ever done, and I could not have done it without all of your help. So thank you for listening, thank you for supporting God's Fall, and don't forget to preserve your print copy at godsfall.com worldbook before they are all gone. And with that out of the way, let's get on with the show. My name is Aram. Welcome back to God's Fall. God's Fall is a custom Dungeons & Dragons game that is played and recorded in Washington, D.C. and written and produced in Chicago. Hi, my name is Steven. I'm playing the 5th level Dwarf Paladin, Torvik Wildtongue. My name is Doug, and I'm playing Doro Knot, the 5th level Halfling Rogue. Hi, my name is Michael. I'm playing Zion Preeti, the 5th level Human Sorcerer. Hi, my name is Kelly, and I'm playing Rena Falaval, a 5th level Wild Elf Ranger. Previously on God's Fall. We don't even know where they, we know they were in Port Bliss, you know, but Port beyond Bliss. that, we have no idea of knowing. I mean, Oinkers was the last to see them. And Oinkers listens and like closes her little eyes and puts her head down for a second and then pops them open and like runs over to you and grabs your shirt in her mouth and starts dragging you. And she's dragging you like in a direction down and out of Thornhill and towards just kind of like open grassland. You guys can feel all the little blades, all the little leaves and, you know, bits of uh, uh, weeds are now kind of like leaning in towards you. Every time one of these blades of grass or these weeds hit you, you feel a little bit of a grit. I reach out with my divinity. Seaweed is curled out and is wrapped around the top of the boat and it's being snapped off as this is happening, but as, because the, the boat's moving, but as it is, more is coming up. Just enough, again, to reach out and touch your hand, and as it is, you feel this slight connection to the bridge. The seaweed's doing something. Okay, back to Zion and Torvik real quick. As you feel the blades of grass curl about your hands, you also feel a slight tug from somewhere inside you. Every single blade carries with it the tiniest spark of divinity, and when you touch that spark, it unfolds into a tiny, snaking path. All of which leads northeast. And then suddenly, it's as if the paths all merge into a single, blinding gateway. And you are instantly connected to Rena. I, like, grab your shoulder. Vroom, now Doro gets added in. It's very echoey, but you can all hear each other. Dora! Rena! Zion? What? What's going on, Rena? What are you doing? What? Is this like the bridge thing? This is like the bridge thing. Correct. This is like the bridge thing. As you guys are talking, there is a glowing portal of light opening in front of you, and the same is now opening in front of you guys as well. Breeze, I'll put my hand in Boom. Okay. Sunlight is hitting the top of your hand, and then Torvik's gone. Oinkers freaks, charges right in after you. I don't understand. Torvik just went through a portal with Oinkers. 
Well, he's, well, not, he's over not over here. here. Hold, on. Hold on. I jump in the portal. Okay. Well, holding Perry's hand, uh, we sort of share a look that like, okay, I guess we'll do this then. And yep. uh, nod our heads and jump in. Hey, Para jumps in with you. Wrong. Okay, that leaves so me and Caitlin. You and Caitlin. We need to go. Yeah, but uh, the queen, uh, uh, and like, just looks, and Rita's just like, looks at the deck and then just goes like, takes out a dagger and says, like, carves, be back. Okay, Caitlin, let's go. And grabs her hand and jumps through. Perfect. You all leap through this portal. There's a, there's a bright light. There's a roaring of wind all around you that seems to last a good minute. And you feel like you're tumbling and tumbling and tumbling. And you are just surrounded by this whirling, swirling torrent of sand you can eventually see. And then it clears and you all are standing together in the middle of the desert. So you are aware that that dune is not a dune. And as Hold up, everybody. Not no. a dune, not and a dune. As you're doing it, a sphinx stands up. A female Whoa. lion, huge wings, just shedding sand and rock as it shakes back and forth, the color of gold throughout the entire thing. And she moves and she puts a foot over the path. Wow, what are you? Many have heard me, none have seen me. I never, I never speak, unless I spoke to An echo! And it turns in that moment, its wings fold back in, and it just sinks back into the sand. Silent again. It, it just like sunk back. <laughs> yeah, it just sunk back into the sand, and it's literally like it was never there. But I do have this. Yeah. <laughs> Your entire gold face is caved in. Yeah. It's not that bad. Profusely. I'm yeah. way above half. It's fine. Doro, you all right? I'm oh, I got care. hurt, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. You're like, like you are bleeding and bruised. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's only happened a billion times oh, since so. I left Port Bliss. Well, Paris still worried. <laughs> oh God! No! 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 Don't do this! No, it's okay, Dora. He's learned. It, I have. Trust me. It's not. It's, it's not going to hurt anymore. No! And he, no! Like, pulls up your shirt and he puts his hand and his and like for a second, there's you see the fire and you sure, flinch coat. like you'd expect it to hurt. You're like, yeah, he pulls the coat back, pulls up. You have a shirt under your coat, right? Yeah, that's true. All right. This so, naked. Yeah. <laughs> that way I can so, flash people. <laughs> just kind of oh, like, God. A little flashing, like, like teleporting, teleporting around. Ha! Ha! Literally flashing people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this, like, blue, this, like, aqua blue flame rolls off his hands. And you flinch because it's fire, but there's no heat whatsoever. It's cooling, actually, as it ah, flows over ah, your ribs, ah, it curls ah. up over your face, and you are healed for... 22 points of damage. I don't know. I think maybe we should have killed the Sphinx. <laughs> I right. shouldn't have answered it. All those, all those ingredients, you just answered into the ground like that. I know, I'm sorry. Did um, hit him pretty damn hard. Yeah. I think yeah, you made the right lucky. move. That was a lucky Ouch. Hit. That was an um, ouch. Really wasn't. I rolled an 11. So it really wasn't lucky. That's yeah. lucky. They're yeah. tough, man. All right, do you want to keep moving? Well, of course. Well, Okay, so you go for a couple more hours. It's getting late now. So do you want to set How much up? further is this 
Temple. Doro? I check again. Okay. Now, judging by the, the amount of time you've passed, you uh -huh. believe it's going to take four days of travel total. What? I turn to Torvik and say, do you feel any animals around here? Yes, the normal desert animals. Yeah. Lizards, everything. Beetles. Anything camel-like or? <laughs> and he's like, hang on. Fuck. Hang on. <laughs> What's a ca I have no idea what a camel is. Who's oh, yeah. What, I don't even know. I would you would know what a camel is. You've, really? you've, you've heard of, remember you had, a, remember, you had a zoo. <laughs> you had a zoo back home. Right. You know what giraffes were. No, yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, if you reach, you reach out for a while and you search for a while, and yes, there is a natural herd of camel. Maybe, like, if you called them now, by, the, by next morning, they would be here. I found some pack animals. What do you want with them? Oh, it's going to be kind of a trek, like four days. So we're going four days in the desert because something teleported us here. Well, wait, I could make this trip a little shorter. I could try. Yes, yes. absolutely. But, but I... You can connect. You know where the city is. You can feel it. You could try to teleport everyone there. So I maybe can just teleport us there, but... To the temple or the city? To the temple, that's to what the he temple. can feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to do it in the morning after you've slept? You good idea. Tired yeah, good now? idea. Good idea. Let's yeah. do that. You guys want to tired up... anyway? I've been walking a whole day after a whole day, so I'm like, like it's been <laughs> two days. Of yeah. Walking. 24 hours yeah. of being awake. <laughs> you guys are exhausted. Um, after having walked a whole day to get to that stupid place where it was burnt out and everybody's dead. Yep. Uh, how do you want to do watch? Wait, before we go to sleep. Yeah. Okay. So Rita walks over to Torvik. So are there any? birds around what i'm not liking this new role i have here i just i'm just really concerned about autumn and i would really just like to see if i could get something because the last time i saw him he was kind of running away or running i don't know a lot was going on the last time i saw him and i'm really concerned i mean like he is a kind of you guys would call it family you so know? you want me to write another note to another i can part. write the note around you are a couple uh quail uh, a red, uh, some, some red, well, I'm, I'm literally licked. I, I, I wrote desert birds. So <laughs> there's a couple quail, uh, a couple roadrunner, which aren't really going to help you. But there is some red-tailed hawks that could definitely get a message there and back. So I call out. And <laughs> big old hawk flies in. All right, what? All right, so I write up my 32 cents for a stamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to start charging. I'm going to. I... <laughs> She doesn't give any money. She just starts writing her letter. Torvik's going to so have the most money So basically now. kind of like, I, she writes it in Elven. Where home. are you sending this bird? I know, I would know where their home is, but I want to send yes. it to the guard post, like yes. the main guard post area. Done and done. Because he would be more likely to be there. That seems sensible. But yeah. All right. The hawk takes off. And, you know, anybody else <laughs> want to send any more messages to anybody else or their loved ones or... The birds are going to start hating me. You know that, right? Anyone else? They're all different birds. They don't know. <laughs> they talk. Do you want to try and do this? Yeah. All right. Can we sleep? Well, we're going to yes. sleep. Well, we're gonna... so I took you... first watch. You take first watch. Okay. So hang on one second. Yeah, you jump right up to do that. Go right ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is a quiet, star-filled evening. Nothing really bothers you. There's a couple 
you know, hoots and assorted desert noises, right? But it's just quiet all night long, peaceful. It's definitely cold and Para, there are, there is no wood. So what Para does is Para grabs a couple of stones, piles them, gets them super, super red hot. We tried that before and they, this time he has it. Oh, yeah, this time he has it and he's able to create a pile of superheated rocks that will keep levels you warm. Again. All right, now yep. I turn into a giant grizzly bear with fur. Oh, perfect. There you go. Yeah, and Caitlin just kind of curls up with yeah. you. Yeah. Oinkers yeah. is there too. Oh, yeah, man. totally. And she got Oinkers Rita, in one arm. Rita, Rita sleeps near Oinkers, but not everybody else. <laughs> oh, and uh, also, um, hang on. Okay, uh, by the time you wake up, those, uh, those two owlbear couplets are hungry oh, and shoot. they are crying and crying. Yeah, you never told me. Oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you know I like that they're still carrying them. Yeah. They've yeah. just been like, yeah. what the fuck is that noise? Yeah, yeah. That oh, actually yeah. Wakes Torvix you up. presents. What? Quick, Rita, give it to it. What? No, I didn't say. What? what? I feel what? Get Torvix the owlbears. What are you doing? I'm the fuck you have them. Wait, what? Owlbears? Check it out. And I pull down the baby Bjorn thing yeah. so they kind of like pop out. Oh, my God. Where the fuck did you get owlbears from? I found them. What, why would you take them? Because no one else would. He killed the mom. I didn't mean Dude, to. Why did you kill the mom? I, now they're going to... I thought they could uh, fly. So I immediately, I immediately start talking to them and I know that they're starving. Very so hungry. So I call out to all the desert birds and find something. Oh yeah, they're like shh, and they're like, like within 10 minutes Rubs there's a rain of like animals. dead rats and scorpions. And they're very happy. They chomp, chomp, chomp. They eat up and then immediately <laughs> fall right to sleep. Pretty cool, huh? Don't, oh God, the ideas are bad ideas. Why? And these, these are for your kids. You can give them to your kids. What? Oh, I have those, don't I? Shit. <laughs> so I guess also we spend this time as we're camping out before catch we go up. to bed. Check to catch up. Yeah, yep. I want to tell them everything that we've been up to. Oh, sure. And they tell me, <laughs> yeah. And then I find out we're actually in different times now, so I'm not sure. Yeah, you're sure. six, you, you six should days be apart. six days apart. Oh, yeah. So. But not now? I don't know, I have no idea what day it is now. Is there any way to track the calendar year now that it's night? No. Okay. Yeah, you could, if, the stars. if someone has knowledge astronomy? of astronomy, yeah. I mean, I Someone have... does, do any of you. <laughs> yeah. Right. I have astronomy Zion? of where I live. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would only have it of where then I live. No, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Would uh, I would say the best chance would be you. Yeah. Because you would be training by this. So let's go ahead and have survival? you roll survival. Yeah, okay. that'll work. Or nature. Either one, whichever one you want to roll. <laughs> survival. 14. Okay, you, I mean, you know roughly the month and year, uh -huh. but you don't know the exact date. What month? Is it Guy Don <laughs> yeah, still? Absolutely. Can she tell that there has been a day, a time shift from when the last time she. You can tell the stars have moved. When I last, yes. Yeah. The stars have the stars have moved. You don't know exactly how much. We're, we're in this month. Mm -hmm. But the stars would have moved because you moved locations too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah there's different constellations and mm -hmm. stuff. So we're in the right month. I can't pinpoint. It's weird up here. I can't pinpoint the day. Yeah, because you've never been in the northern hemisphere. Yeah. So. This isn't the fourth. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is not. <laughs> it's so dry out here. Who lives out here? I turn with my water thing and <laughs> Water for everyone. Make it rain. <laughs> I believe it does water, beer, and wine, correct? It does all three? It's got everything in yeah, there. Yeah, no, it's got mayonnaise. Yeah. yeah. All right, oh. excellent. 
So you guys are well rested. We well, never use that one. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are well rested, well watered. And the next morning, as day breaks and it finally starts to, to get warm, did you call the camels or are you going to teleport? Did you decide? Oh, yeah. No, we're going to tell All right, all right, so you didn't call the camels, because why bother them otherwise? Yes. Well, they I've already just, bothered them. They would just, just sit kidding. there, so they'd be like, hey, we walked all the crazy across the desert. Fucking dwarfs. All right, just wander so around over here. Jesus. You, in the what morning, were you doing before? In the morning, you line up, and you put your hand on the road, and you're pretty sure, yep, and everyone kind of grabs hands. I would like you to roll, uh, I would like you all, actually, to roll wisdom. I hate wisdom. 18. 18? 23. Uh, 12. Okay. And Para, 12. Kate, that's what I got. Oh, and Para. <laughs> We're lacking. Para gets a 16, and Caitlin gets an 18. So this goes well. There's a, you, you don't, you're like, you, you find the, the path is there, and you keep like reaching out, and you keep feeling along the path, but not quite getting there. And then there's a surge from everyone else that just kind of, carries you along that path and zoom, bing, you've got the connection. And as soon as you make it, you all vanish from where you are and reappear a couple miles away from these great pyramids. The pyramids of Sephor. Six stone pyramids form a half circle around a central pyramid twice as wide and tall as the others. The walls of the stone structures were washed in brilliant white lime and the tips capped with solid gold that flared with great gouts of fire under the morning sun. Sephor placed this temple in the heart of Ryland's Torahora Desert as a test to those who would seek his divine favor. The god of the sun fathered many children and he saw these obstacles as a way to weed out those who were too weak or dull-witted to properly bear his name. So are we just walking into the mouth of this beast? Is this what we're doing now? Wait, so what temple is this? Temple of Sephor? Temple of Sephor. Well, the old temple of Sephor. This is the old temple of Sephor. The god of the sun. God of the sun. This is Paris. Paris. Why did you say they would want it? Because there's still a church of Sephor, and they're fucking crazy. This temple is supposedly abandoned. Right, so, right, but there are still like zealots out there. Yeah, there are. So, yeah. And I know about that yeah. because I was raised as an anti Absolutely. They just, they're just crazy. They're just well, fucking crazy. They still worship the sun that destroyed our fucking world. But, so. they're, but they're also like, you know, the sun still rises. So in their minds, the, God of, the God's not dead. He's just somewhere else. Well, he's because not. He's the been born, and he's my boyfriend, and I don't want him they to They don't know killed. that. So. They might not they kill him. They may just like, yeah, they may just like golden child him. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they can worship you. Maybe he can walk in and Now you get you your did. followers. Yeah. yeah. If you, now you can pick up a castle. If you remember, <laughs> if you remember <laughs> the golden yeah. child, that did not turn out well for the golden child. Yeah, well, you get the point. Right. <laughs> eat, your bloody, eat your blood oatmeal. Eat it. <laughs> You reach out just out of, you know, because you're like, well, I'm going to get us closer. You can't teleport any closer. This is as close as you can get. I can't, Does it feel like I like can't go over there. There's a large field of energy, yes. There's some kind of, like, field of energy. Well, let me check. Almost a radiance. <laughs> Almost a radiance. I hate just saying what you say. Well, say it some <laughs> other way. <laughs> well, I reach out with my divinity and try to feel if this is force. Definitely not force energy. Well, it's not force energy. There's a lot of it, though. Para, do you feel anything? No, but do you feel like a pull toward it? No, not at all. I mean, I've never even heard about this place. He's never even heard about the Temple of Sephora. He's never had no reason to. 
All right, well, I fill him in on whatever I know about it. Sure. Which is a 16. His followers had to make a pilgrimage, had to make it through the blasted desert to get to him. And you, and you also know, now that you're thinking about it, that there was a test of three. So the, he, he hoped his children were, weren't good at riddles or something? Basically. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. like, didn't teach them that subject. Lord. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to answer two more riddles. Too bad. Get <laughs> well, ready. Do we skip another Time one? and, what's the other one they always do? Yeah. Uh, fucking like... Air. Air. Yeah, or a baby <laughs> or, like, or something. <laughs> like, there. God. Or an egg. Why is it always yeah. a baby with us? <laughs> okay. So what do you want to I do? I bet you time is one of them. He's... Yeah. he's <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's a shit. We gotta take a break real quick. <laughs> Google fun riddles. Go. Um, well, you I... bypassed one of them. Can I? So there's I know, only right? one left. I'll you tell you that. Three. Right, but you got past one of them. Oh, I teleported. Right. Yeah. 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 Now got... we know there's one sitting on top of this pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> um, Is there anything sitting on top of the pyramids? You're a little too far, so it's hard to tell. Oh, okay. But. But now, in the hey, legend... Doro, take when, out your spyglass and look at the tops of them. Yes, you can. So do you want to do that? Yeah. Okay, so in do the I have old to roll? days... No. <laughs> in the I old look. days, these temples were capped with solid gold and all of the sides were just white, you know, layers of whitewashed limestone. So perfectly white with these golden, you know, tops. And that's all been worn away at this point. It's just brick. But it's dark, at least it should be brick. And when you look in, there are parts of brick, but the majority of it is covered in ivy. This ivy has grown over all of them. And in fact, there's a huge amount of lush greenery over all of the temples, and that does not jive with this. There's no source of water, there's nothing. I say, because you wouldn't see this, I say, I don't think anyone's actually here. It looks like the temple's been abandoned. Well, I would think so, but what doesn't make any sense at all is first that we ran into that sphinx because all of magic should have ended, so somebody else has reactivated this, and B, that there's this field, field of energy because if it had been there after the gods fall, surely somebody would have reported nice. this yeah. and said, magic is alive, so um, somebody has reactivated it. Can I touch the field of energy or is this just an invisible it's just sense there, type of but thing? But you can't really penetrate or work with it, it's just... So can I like move through it? Yeah, you guys can keep walking forward. There's no like visual. No, Does anything change okay. when we walk through it? Uh, I mean, we you it? feel it, but nothing changes as you move forward. I definitely. Oh, we we can it. still do divinity stuff. Oh yeah, and, okay. absolutely. Okay, well then. Yeah, we all run our little Land tests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah, I'm pulling an arrow. I'm pulling an arrow. Right, everyone's okay. ready. Yeah, everybody just checks their weaponry. <laughs> Check right. your magic items. Lift right. the rock. Yeah, right. So you begin to move forward, and as you do, another sphinx lifts out of the sand by, uh, for you. Nobody a large... say a word. Oh, yep. I'm just totally going to turn around and say, nobody answer this okay. time. This one is larger and has a large mane, probably a good 10 feet taller than the other one, straddles the road easily and leans so down to glare at is all it, of you. Is it also gold? <coughs> yes, also solid gold, right? <laughs> Are we gonna fight this and one? Dara, why don't you go get his nose this time? <laughs> its eyes glare red and it says, Speak my name and I disappear. Anyone have an answer? Anyone want to try an answer? Do you have an answer? No. <laughs> Do you want help? Meow. Meow. Correct. <laughs> oh, boys. If someone thinks really hard and I use my lucky powers, can you luckily get the answer? I would say this, that uh, each round, 
you guys will be able to roll a 20-sided die, okay? And if you get a 20, the answer will just come to you. 20-sided die? Lucky will just Not give you another chance to do die? it. Oh, with a 24-sided die, you'll get it 20 and up, just oh, okay. like you do with everything else. Do you want to try now? So everyone roll a 20-sided die for this round and see if any of you come up with the answer. <laughs> wow. I really don't know. Net one. <laughs> All right, hang on. You say Let's... the opposite. Para, no. Caitlin, no. Okay. It's gold. Time. Sephora. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. And it okay. goes to attack. Initiative. Initiative. Sephora. <laughs> wow. Really bad, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, it didn't roll great either. Okay. Nine. So, wow, we all did shit. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, Arena. Five. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Okay, first act, Para. All right. Uh, Para, well. Para will try to answer it. He doesn't have an answer, or he shouts something. It's wrong. And, Fire! Uh, yeah, Me! Yeah. That's what Para's going to do. Para's just going to and just blast it as hard as he can. And just a bolt of not even fire this time. Like, Para goes, his whole arm goes white hot, and what almost could be described as like a flare fires off from him and strikes the creature dead in the chest doing 28 points of damage. And you just see like its chest kind of glow red where the bolt strikes it. Okay, uh, Caitlin. Caitlin steps back for a second and holds up her hand and then looks at you and like, like there's nothing I can do. Like she, she can't, she went to go sleep and nothing. Yep. yep. <laughs> All right, Torvik. Um, I'm just gonna draw shield and hammer and hold action. All right, yeah, who's okay. next? Me. Uh, send out a force bolt toward it. Okay, cool. So you're just going to strike it as well. Does a 18 hit you? Sure does. So you're going to strike in the same place. Basically, you and, you and Para fire at the same time almost and strike it both in the chest at the same moment. Do it definitely kiss? does, but not do enough. They kiss, do they kiss? They, while they, kiss. <laughs> they hold hands and kiss oh. and fire bolts of energy. Two plus three plus one plus six, six uh, 12, 14, 16. So you have damaged its front chest, like it's bent in and melted between the two of you, but it has not stopped. Dora. Oh, first of all, roll your 20. Yeah. 19. <laughs> so close. <laughs> uh, you like think you get it? You're like, maybe, uh, nah, I lost well, it. <laughs> okay, uh, so again, the riddle is. Speak my Disappear. And it's not time. <laughs> well, why would it disappear? It's not a baby either. Well, because time passed. Yeah, but it did disappear. It's still there. You're saying it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we'll go with that one. That's probably the best. Uh, silence? And it stops. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh! oh! <laughs> well done. Good answer. Yep. Get an ingot off first next time. <laughs> I know, right? And it's going down. I also wanted to try something new in combat where I was going to hold my action until it attacked and then teleport to someone and teleport them away. And right. See if that could work. No, and that stuff. could work. Yeah. Mm. No, but you answered well. Good job. <laughs> One more fight. 
right. <laughs> so, it's okay. We'll have crazy, you know. Do people. you continue forward? Now we turn back. Nah, yeah, right. 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 This is too much. Uh, yeah, no. right. So this road continues forward, and as you walk, there is a rumble. You don't have to roll. You all feel this. It's a loud, you, and you kind of like everyone's like ready for the next fix, right? Instead, trees explode from either side of you, and every hundred feet, a pair of trees explode all down the path and quickly grow form massive canopies over you until there is just a tunnel of greenery for about a mile straight to the pyramids. This is not this me. This doesn't happen in Denver, yeah, right? I point to all of you <laughs> like, wasn't me. <laughs> is, are the trees right next to us now? Yeah, everywhere, all around you. There is, and then as you're looking in awe, a dark spongy moss fills in the ground all around you. Little purple and pink flowers explode from everywhere and then the scented perfume fills this tunnel. The temperature drops about 10 degrees to a nice comfortable, you know, amount, actually about 20 because you're in the shade now. And it's just this incredible forested wonderland of this tunnel all around you now. Neat. Rena walks over to one of the trees. Or maybe it's a big mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Does it look like... Let's go in it. <laughs> is it like a native no, they're from everywhere. None of these trees make sense. Nothing lines up. There's like a there's like a redwood right next to a peach tree. And as you step forward, boughs lower in front of you, and fruit grows from leaves to flowers to fruit. Uh, peaches and apples and bananas and oranges. Cheese? Don't eat the fruit. <laughs> Is there a cheese tree? No, no cheese tree. <laughs> I'm like, don't yeah. eat the fruit. And yeah, I'm already about nuts and berries. And as you're, and it's like, don't eat the fruit. And then you. Look, I'm also then, eating fruit. Well, don't eat the fruit. <laughs> and then Oinkers has like eight oranges <laughs> shoved like, in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if, if they don't die, I'm gonna grab up a few fruits and put them in my pack. Delicious. Everyone. Eat the owl bears. Oh yeah, and they're happily chewing Once I've away. Once I've seen that, like they're okay. The owl bears turn up to their nose at everything except pomegranate, except pomegranates. They want to munch those and kiwis. The they like those damn as well. Fruit. Yeah, yeah, I take them off of me. Yeah. And feed them. <laughs> <laughs> Covered in red. Clean them. Everyone who eats one, first of all, feels like you have taken a long rest and is fully healed. My spells have returned, everyone. <laughs> right. Did my luck restart or no? Yes, you have a long rest. Everything restarts. You always eat the fruit. Always eat the fruit. Yeah. This is Budea. Do I know how to harvest? The god of the plants. <laughs> are, are these real? Like, are they real trees? Oh, yeah, yeah. they're real trees. I Do I know how to ar harvest ironwood sap? No. Okay. No, it was given to you. You had to buy that. You don't know how to harvest it. Damn it. Now, yeah. hold up here. Um, I, look at, I look at the map in my pack mm -hmm. of all the places that we had marked the ping marks. Yes, and this lines up. This is exactly where you got the ping for the god of plants, Wudea. Right. It was in the middle so of are, the Torahor. Do we know it's a cactus? You yeah, saw a vision saw of it. Yeah, we saw it was a cactus. Yeah. We and saw it like growing. We've obviously made that connection. So this yep. is, this so is, that's where this is. The cactus is here! I say to everyone, <gasps> and I teleport down the tunnel. <laughs> wait! <laughs> you hear them shout, wait, do you wait? No! All right, so, so you, you boom, boom to the mouth of the, of the tunnel. And as you do this, this, the road has now widened to this huge like golden bricks. Like a plaza, exactly. And the pyramids are in a semicircle around you with the largest one at the center and then smaller ones off to the sides, right? And at the top of this pyramid, with the moon directly behind him, you can see the shape of a man as a cactus 
sitting cross-legged at the very top. Like you can a zoom in with your- A cactus in the shape of a man Sorry, or a well, man in the shape of a cactus? It's hard to tell. It's really hard we're to tell. Wait, we're in Rhizon? Like yes. cactar? Okay. No, no, he's sitting there lotus style, like this. Arr. It has thorns like a cactus. It's either a cactus that's grown to look like a man, right. or, a or a man, man cactus. That looks, right, that yeah. Cactus. yeah, but you don't know. But I can make the connection that potentially, that sure. might be the, ca the cactus. It could be. I say, hello! And it just sits there. <laughs> I teleport up there. <laughs> you can't, you can't teleport up there. Like you're exactly like, mm -mm, and you can't. Is there a rock? <laughs> it's really high, I mean you can try. Yeah. You can teleport, you can, yeah. Teleport the rock. Well, you can't teleport it there, but you can try and fling a rock up there. And you wanna try and throw it. a rock? All right, yeah. roll strength. Okay. Fling strength, activate! Yeah! Thir or 14. All right, it gets about halfway up and ding, 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 ding. You know? Hey, you up there! Let's say it was about like a quarter mile in. So Doro's yelling and throwing rocks for like 10 minutes and you guys finally like uh, uh, catch up as you get to the end Look, of the road. Look, there he is! He's up there! All right, now, as you do that and as we'll you guys step in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Throw another one. Okay. He descends and drinks. Okay, yeah. Blood. So as you... As <laughs> Thank you, you for falling into yeah. my trap, little fly. As you all kind of arrive <laughs> at the plaza, you, you all see him because Doro's pointed to him out and the moon's behind him. And you see him stand up. I thought it was important to say that he was... That... That... The cactus was agender, though. Okay, this is where I fuck up. I was viewing the god of plants not as a person, but as a collection. Literally a collection of plants that took on sentient form. Because I was viewing the cactus that way, I saw them more of a thing instead of a person. There was some conversation with this character early on, and when I was asked if the god of plants was non-binary, I agreed that they were because it made sense to me. But unfortunately, I really didn't think that all the way through. A lot of fans rightfully attached to this character seeing them as a non-binary representation and something they could feel proud about and connect to, and I frankly ruined all of that. There are many, many times in this broadcast where I refer to the god of plants as it. That is completely unacceptable for a person, and it's unacceptable that I didn't see what I was doing when I was doing it. Even with Michael here pointing out the importance of the situation, I was still blasé because I was thinking in my head, this is not a person, this is a thing, it's plants and material. And that is ridiculous. I'm looking back on it and I don't understand what I could have been thinking. It is blindingly obvious what I have done here. It is hurtful, it is shameful, and I cannot fix it properly. I can't go into all the audio and take out all the references without ruining the entire thing. It's just impossible. And I have to put the episode out because we have a live D&D show and we can't go and re-record it. But even if I had gotten all of the little details right, making the first non-binary person an alien cactus? Not the smartest idea. I'm not saying that other sentient creatures, dragons, giants, whatever, can't be non-binary, but there has to be a representation of normal first, and that clearly has not been established. I have gone back and edited the voiceovers in this episode. There are times when I couldn't go back and fix the edits, and I apologize for that. There's simply nothing I can do. If any of you are hurt by this, if any of you have anything to say, if you feel you want to share something with me, please contact me at vardian at gmail.com or send me a tweet at godsfalldc or at vardian. I will be very happy to discuss any of this with you. I would be very happy to talk about how we can be more inclusive in the future and how we can keep this idiocy, frankly, on my own part, from happening again. I'm really sorry. I was trying to create a character that I thought would feel different and other, and in doing so, I made some of my audience feel different and other, and that is never, ever acceptable. 
I will work very hard in the future to make sure this does not happen again, and I will educate myself more on these topics and write more inclusive characters in the future so that everyone can feel welcome at my gaming table. So with that, let's get back to the episode. This creature begins to descend, just like stands up and walks, and as it walks, it's every step that it takes an explosion of flowers and other plants seem to rise up as it steps. Yes, um, very generic, like, like there's, like Groot. Looks like Groot. Like there's places for the eyes, there's the mouth, but, but it's, it's just all... just a plant grown in a certain Exactly, way, yeah. it's just, yeah, it, it, it's mimicking a face is what it feels like. But you also feel like you're being looked at when it turns its head towards you and it walks mm. down and... That's a little unsettling. Walks yeah, know, into right? the middle. <laughs> it feels like it's yeah. you. And larger, the creature's larger, about seven, between seven and eight feet, but walks in a kind of a very slow, gentle way. There's no booming footsteps or anything like that. It just kind of flows just kind of towards flows, you. just probably, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As each foot goes down, it does grow roots into every single step, and then those roots release every time it steps upwards. Hello, I'm Doronaut. And it reaches out and turns its hand towards you, and a small yellow flower grows, and it's offered. Cool! I take it. And then it puts a hand towards it. it. Well, it points towards the a flower and touches its own chest as if it's saying that's its name. I touch the flower to my chest. What? And it just stands there for a moment. Don't you talk? It nods and then it waves a hand. And as it waves a hand, you see flowers form shapes and, and like vines and you see like rough shapes of you all. And you see you in like this vast emptiness. And then you see like, Flowers move to form the shape of a sphinx and then it, it falls away and flowers form tunnels around you and then they fall away and then you see flowers that form you all with a little representation of it and then they fall away and it nods again. Wow. I can do that too. And I try to do my vine thing, yeah. but it just comes out like... Nice. Why did you call us here? Waves a hand and you see flowers pull up and it forms like, like all these like dark violets and this whole field of just darkness, all these very dark plants and flowers. Then in the center, there's this growing spike of darkness and then flowers pull out that kind of form billowing, almost like clouds all around it. And you see them swirl around this spike. And then all of a sudden, there's the form of a woman that lunges out and claws at you with her mouth open and screaming and glowing. And then a rush of darkness flowing out that be that waves and like almost goes to overwhelm all of you. And then is gone. Right, her. That's the scary chaos. How did you find out about the god of chaos? And points towards Caitlin and points towards its own mind. And then you see an image of like almost like, like, like almost like you know it's a dream, but it's like the dream of a flower. All the colors, all the shapes, all the so it's it's almost saying as if I saw it in my dreams, is the interpretation all you right. get from what it's saying. Caitlin, did you I mean, I don't, I mean, I've had dreams with flowers, but I, I didn't know, I don't know if it, to it. Exactly. You don't happen to know a way to stop her, do you? And he looks at you, so, sorry, sorry, it, it looks her at they. you. They. Yeah. They, 
looks at you, shakes their head no, but motions for you to follow. Okay, well, I'm going to follow the cactus. Definitely going to follow the cactus. <laughs> I'm going to follow okay. the cactus. So you oh, by are, the way, uh, yes. Rena, do you know the name of that flower? I oh. don't know the flower. You can just tell I look at the flower. Do I roll nature to see if I know it? Sure. Okay. No, I gotta look something up. <laughs> it's poisonous to the touch. <laughs> Roll Constitution. Uh, Eighteen. I keep it in my journal. You have a journal too? Do we all have journals? We're sure, why journals. not? I do not have a journal. <laughs> you would lose Torvik it. Torvik does not have a journal. You just write in mud, and you're like, "There's my journal." <laughs> Bar napkins, <laughs> just for days. <laughs> but anybody leaves them, he writes on them and then leaves them. Yep. Damn kids, and then just walks away. The great uh, traveling journal. The, the great author Torvik Wildtongue. Yeah. Uh, It'll be a tour. Book tour to every bar. Torvik pilgrimage to every bar that I stopped along the way. That's the one I was looking for. That's the flower. Chirancy or Chirassianthem, or how do you say it? Chir C H R Y S. That it is a Inacoctius grusani. The common name is golden barrel. It's a small yellow flower grown on cacti. Does he have other ones on him? No, he just grew that one. Okay. It, they just grew that one. Mm -hmm. So you guys are walking for a while and walks you through the canopy and as it's walking, it's touching the various plants and they all kind of roll towards it. And the forest seems to have an affection for this creature. Can you talk to them? Nods. Yep, okay. absolutely, absolutely nods. The creature turns to Doro first, and it extends a hand towards you, and you feel a shifting in your back, and your rope just flies out from you. Hey! And coils into its hand, and it kind of puts its hand over it, and you see it kind of stretch out and twist and become completely unraveled. No! My rope! Pulls its hands apart, and now it's, per it's turned into two coils into either hand and then it gestures back towards you and they both fire back towards you, wrap around both wrists tight, and then into your hands. Okay? Into them? Yeah, so no, so, so, no, 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 not into them. <laughs> ah! yeah, yeah. Para, para, para! <laughs> so imagine like it's wrapped around your wrist a couple times to anchor itself and then it lays over your palms, okay? And okay. instantly you feel control over both of them. I do this. Yep. So, hang on. They both work as whips. Let me explain how this works now. Okay. When returned, the rope is now when when returned, the rope is now a pair of whips that can each grow to 50 feet and respond to Doro's mental commands. If Doro strikes with both whips in the same round, the target is considered entangled and must succeed at a strength check to break free. The whips then need a full round to regenerate if they're broken, but they can regenerate. They regenerate? Oh yeah. And you can <laughs> fling one out, have it grow 50 have it grow 50 feet and swing. You can You're fling another like one out. You can absolutely do that. Or like, what's the name of that character in, in Green Arrow that like has all the little ropes hanging off of him or whatever? Poison Ivy? No. No. I don't, watch, I don't watch the show. Oh well. I just assumed it was Poison it's Ivy. It's like the Rope Dude. Yeah, I, the Rope Dude. The Fuck. Rope Dude. The rope what was his name? This is why I don't watch Green Arrow, because <laughs> there can be a Rope Dude. <laughs> all anyway, right, so. and then the plant turns towards Zion. The god of plants waves their arm, and Zion, your staff flies out of your hand and lands inside theirs. They extend a single nail, a 
thorn grows out of the god of plants forefinger and it starts carving all over the staff in rapid jittery movements that are almost too fast to see up and down the entire length of the solid ironwood staff. When they finish, there are a series of new etchings up and down the staff that make it flare silver as the god of plants' fingers wrap around it. There's a loud snap as the god of plants grabs the staff, twists it, and separates the top and bottom halves. This glowing green energy kind of stretches between them like it's this glowing magical fiber inside the staff. And then the god of plants snaps it back together, twists it, and it's completely whole. The god of plants extends their arm again, and the staff simply floats out of their hand. The staff glides along the edge of the woods, and trees and branches pull back, recoiling out of its way. Grass disappears into the ground. Vines unravel and part like curtains. The god makes another gesture, and the staff flies back into Zion's hand. Zion, as you move the staff around, plants also recoil from its presence. So whatever the god of plants has done to this staff seems to make plants avoid it. All right. Turns towards you. Reaches out its hand. And you, you kind of clutch your bow to yourself for a, a second. And then you feel your quiver drop off your back, hit the ground. The vines in it kind of crawl along over to it and up its arm like 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 the quiver turned into a creature and just and just scuttled off and right up Arena onto its arm instantly insecure yep. <laughs> kind of like leans back and you see vines explode from its fingers and grow into the woven basket of your quiver and grow in and around and then just suddenly break off its hand tie themselves off and it hands it back to you you touch it and instantly you're aware that you can pull a new arrow out of it when Rena puts it back on, she'll instantly be aware that she can make a new arrow that will entangle any target struck. So when you fight, when you choose this, and when you say whatever in Elven, right, entangle, it'll form an arrow that when struck from that wound will burst vines and everything that will then entangle the target. It then turns towards Torvik, reaches out a hand, and your armor just folds in on itself. Like the wood until it's a breast a plate that unhinges from you and falls to the sand. And then simply just drug towards it, pops up into its hand, and it clamps around for a second. And you just see it shake. You see the thing, you know, and then collapse back into the breast a plate. And it hands it over to you. Thanks, I think. And then as soon as you do, it like, like opens up like a clam, slaps around you. Right? And forms your full plate again. Then back to half a, to half a plate, back to the breast a plate, back to full, and then you feel like your arm tingle and there's like all these carvings that flare on your arm and as you clench your hand, a wooden shield appears <gasps> on your hand. Also <laughs> Iron Man one, armor. <laughs> also ironwood, also magical, and vanishes when you release your fist and folds back into the gauntlet. You can throw that shield into the wind now. Yeah. <laughs> so you Don't can summon a wooden shield whenever you want and it can, as a free action, and it can, and it can also vanish as a free action. Okay. So you do have a plus one shield as well. Cool. How does that work with a two-handed weapon though? So it has to go away. So when you release it, it'll go away and you can use a two-handed weapon. But when you want to use your one-handed and you want to use protection, you can summon it as a free action. Okay. Yeah. 
Would that reduce the action that it would take to switch from a single hand to a double hand then? Yeah, exactly, so because you can just grab the weapon and, and the shield just appears. Okay. Exactly. Yep. All right. And then, now you all are very aware that I do not wear anything underneath. Right, my, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's naked that he's not. Turns but away. <laughs> the cactus doesn't mind. The creature then turns to Para. Yeah, poor Para, who never got out of his from... hand and bursts into yeah. flames! <laughs> it, studies, it studies the new god of the sun for some time before reaching a hand back toward one of the smaller seven pyramids. Great vines explode around it and branch into a thousand smaller ones, each one carefully wrapping itself around a single brick of the structure in order to pry it open and basically create a way inside it. As it then another vine dives deep into it and pulls back and there's this toga, this golden and crimson toga that it pulls out and snakes back and delivers it into the hands of the god of plants and turns it over to Para. And Para just kind of holds it for a second. And it's just, it's just a toga. And it looks like a similar toga he would wear. So he kind of you know, carefully, right, puts it on. And as he puts it on, a blue flame kind of rolls about it, right? Para like, you know, sees this kind of blue flame and he touches it and it rolls along his fingers. And then he's like, hang on, everyone, stand back. And he takes a few steps back. It's a good back, idea to do that. Yeah, right? And he just flares up full fire, right? And he puts off his other gear, but he flares up full fire and nothing happens to the Togo uh, whatsoever. And he's like, yeah, I've got clothes. Yay. I got clothes I can wear. Modesty for Para. As he's excited and jumping around and hugging you, because he has clothes he can't ruin, it turns towards Caitlin and it motions for Caitlin to come forward. And Caitlin does, and it leans down, this big, huge, hulking creature leans down over, and it extends its middle finger, and a huge thorn comes out from it. And it grabs it by the edge and snaps it off, and then grabs the end of it, and vines kind of wrap around to form a pommel. It's a dagger. And it hands over a dagger. <laughs> exactly. Dagger. I'm taking Caitlin that from you, just it. so you know. It shines in the light, and she nods, and it nods, and she puts it inside her belt. And she steps backwards. It can fit in the sheath she okay, already has. Cool. Yeah. After the god of plants hands over the dagger, they turn back to Torvik. Torvik, you feel a pull from deep down inside you. Every fiber of your being seems to flare. I don't like this. Last time this happened, it really hurt. As the god of plants simply lifts their arm, you rise into the air. And as they walk forward, you float along behind. With their other arm, the god of plants waves over a massive ironwood trunk, and a glowing doorway opens up inside it. And the god of plants steps inside, motions for you to follow, and vanishes along with Torvik. As the rest of you step through, you find yourself transported to the shores of Rizan. Desert stretches in all directions as the bright blue waves of the King Sea lap at the sandy shores. Delicately puts you down, kind of gives you a nod with a sad face and closes its hand and you feel a tremendous burst of pain. I need you to roll constitution. Why? Why? What is this? Always. With the vines and the pain. Nine. Nine. Okay, you scream. The pain is intense. Howie! Terrible a scream as this green energy, this goop, this 
ooze that you saw you know, curl into him so long ago in the ironwood comes exploding out of every single pore and gathers in the palm of this creature's hand. It closes a hand, lifts another, trees begin exploding from all around it and then collapsing and then regrowing into each other and collapsing and this green energy explodes from its hands onto it. Logs begin happening and this whole construction as it's being built is now rolling towards the, the sea as it's growing and weaving into each other. You can see the form of a boat happening and by the time it crashes into the water it's got a full hull it rolls back and forth a little bit the rest of the deck forms a single mast grows out of it sails begin to be woven with leaves and branches as they billow in the light and then in about five minutes there is a full gorgeous elven shaped kind of boat resting in the water before you there's a single mast that holds up the entire thing and the mast turns towards you and a face is revealed. A beard of silver sweeps across the deck as it leans, so the whole boat seems to lean forward and it says, As I told you once before, godlings, you'll need a guide. God's Fall is written, produced, and edited by myself, Aram Vartian. If you want up-to-the-minute information about the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at God's Fall DC. Special thanks to our good friends at BattleBards for giving us access to their incredible catalog of richly produced sounds. Be sure to check them out at BattleBards.com. And a special thanks to all of our loyal Patreon supporters. Without you, this show could not continue. If you'd like to support God's Fall, get access to exclusive Patreon supporter content and get episodes of Season 3 before they're released publicly, head over to Patreon.com slash God's Fall. That's all from us this week. We have original maps, art, character sheets, and more on our website at godsfall.com, as well as links to our Patreon account and official Godsfall t-shirts. So see you next time in the world of the Five Kingdoms. show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. Find out more about us and all the shows we make at deadghostpro.com.